Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show on a Friday afternoon that will take you up to, we got some Baylor baseball. It's actually going to start up first pitch 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, ESPN Central Texas will have the pregame starting at 545. So we do have an abbreviated show. We need to be tight. We need to be quick. We got to be on time. Aaron, is that our strength? It may be your strength, certainly not that, my that strength. pretty much sums up the show, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> tight. We run a tight ship here. We like to be out on time and all those things. But uh, we'll do that. Baylor baseball coming up. And then, of course, uh, college basketball coming up tonight. And uh, last night was um, – was was pretty amazing. The uh, two of the four games came down to last minute shots, last second type things, and one of them involved our own Jerome Tang. He's still ours. Spent 19 years with the Baylor program with Scott Drew, and it was all I could do not to put him on today. But I just. I'm trying to be respectful. Jerome is covered up, and he was on with us recently, and for once in my life, I know Baylor PR will be shocked to hear this. I just didn't ask. I just said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to hold off on this request because Jerome is such a great guy. He would have found a way to do it. Now, what we saw last night, and Aaron, I thought you would appreciate what I did last night. I, I, I have to make the up and down the road. I had a memorial service in Dallas. I needed to attend at 11 a.m. this morning. And so there I was going to make my way into Dallas last night. And Aaron, it was, I was listening to it and it was 10 and a half minutes left. And this is after I did the show at the Baylor club and it was 60 to 59. And I was going to make my usual check stop, uh, right there in West. And I did an unusual thing, at least for me. I, I got on my phone and I said, I, it said sports bars in West. And at first it kind of was, I confused the search because it was kind of looking out in West Texas and all that. But I kind of narrowed it down because it, it, then my phone realized kind of where I was. And Aaron, unbeknownst to me, there are some really good sports bars. There's like three or four right there in downtown West. And that's how I found myself at the Thirsty Lion. Really nice little uh, sports bar. Uh, I say little, it's spacious, tons of TVs. I don't. Uh, it was kind of interesting, Aaron. They had the sound up for Major League Baseball Network, even though they had all the college basketball games on. So as we're watching 
this this unbelievable ending. We're hearing this random, you know, Robert Flores on the Major League Baseball Network. But again, I was like, I wasn't going to complain about that. I was just happy to be watching the game. And then there was another family, and it was really fun. She was a big Wildcat fan, and they all were talking about Jerome Tang and telling their sons, you know, hey, Jerome Tang was at Baylor. And so we kind of, you know, bonded over watching the game together. And I got my trio of guacamole, um, uh, salsa, and some queso and chips. Well, chips were hot and great. Some great tortilla chips, very fresh. Uh, boy, y'all should try that. The Thirsty Lion right there in West. And I watched the rest of the game. Now, Aaron, I thought I would only be in there. There's probably seven minutes left when I got in there. Well, of course, it goes to overtime. So I was at the Thirsty Lion a little more than I meant to. But it just worked out perfectly. And I'm so glad I made that decision. I, I don't ever do that. I don't pull off the road to go watch the end of a game at a bar. When I'm driving, that just doesn't seem like to be the best thing to do. But in this case, I thought, man, I want to see the end of this game, and I'm on the road, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try. And I watched it, and it was it was amazing. Uh, Kansas State was up seventy-seven to seventy, but Michigan State fought back. They forced the game into overtime. Aaron, I do not think. In the Elite Eight or the Final Four or really at any time in this tournament, we'll see a level of shot making, the game played that beautifully on offense. I don't think we'll see that again. The rest of this tournament, I don't think we saw it for the entire tournament. It, it, it was a different level of what we were seeing, and we saw one of the best, the, the single greatest individual performances we've ever seen in tournament history. And that was tiny little Marquise Noel, listed at 5'8". I don't even know if he's 5'8". He looks like he could be 5'6 or 5'7". He finishes with 20 points and 19 assists. I found myself today, Aaron, in every conversation, even at the reception after the memorial service today. Uh, and, and I'll say a word on that because it, it's someone who grew up in uh, Belton in the Temple area and was a uh, uh, went on a high school star, Temple football, and then went on to become a star at SMU. Uh, but the it just was remarkable in every way. And what Marquise Noel did, Aaron, I, I guess there's two things we have to say about that game. First of all, how does Tom Izzo, one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, like how do they not do something to stop him? How do they not, whether it's blitzing the pick and roll, whether it's doubling, whether it's getting the ball out of his hands, I mean, there's, there are different things you can do. You should not allow a 5'8 man to absolutely destroy your defense. And yet that's what Marquise Noel did. And meanwhile, Aaron, so he's called Mr. New York City. He's from Harlem. And Michigan State's point guard was a guy last name of Walker. Well, they also had another guard named uh, Hogard, H-O-G-G-A-R-D, or Hoggard. I don't exactly know how you say it. He was unreal. He was unreal. He had 25 points in that game. But to have 19 assists, I mean, Aaron, do you, would, do you think any of our, any of our texters know, would know 
I mean, we could probably give them – we can't give the full Schmaltz's deal. We do that on Thursday. But we could probably give them one coupon for a free Schmaltz sandwich if they could name who had the single – who had the single game assist record in NCAA tournament history. I mean, I, before Marquise Noel broke it with 19. Who had – and I'll just tell you, it was one of my favorite programs ever. And let me see if I can narrow it down a little bit for our people. It would would have occurred in the late 1980s, I think is when that record occurred. But who has the single game record for all-time most assist? What school did he play for, and what was his name? If you can get that, we'll give you a free sandwich of Schmaltz's. That's 254-662-1660. Now, Aaron, I, 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 I kind of think I might have known it, even though I saw it up on the screen, so I didn't really get to play this game. But I think I might have known it because I think the guy who set the record all time in a single game before Marquise Noel broke it, is has the all-time NCAA like all-time assist leader? Pretty sure he is. So that might uh, that might help folks. But uh, I'll even help you one step further in case no one's gotten this yet. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. He played for the Running Rebs of UNLV. Jerry Tarkanian, the guy who had that record. Aaron, um, had you ever? I I mean we've seen brilliant Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, um, we've seen so many brilliant performances over the years. I'm trying to think of like Danny Manning, and Mookie Blaylock were going at it one time. Kansas and Oklahoma were playing for a national title, if I remember that correctly. Uh, Mateen Cleaves and some of those great Michigan State teams, and then for our more mature listeners, you know they can they can remember. Of course, Aaron, we were a little bit too young. We were six or seven years old when Magic and Larry Bird went head to head in the uh, in the deal. But I don't know, Aaron. The, I mean, that's that's honestly in the last ten years, that's one of the greatest performances I've seen in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I think we're obviously biased with Baylor, and everybody put on a show in that game. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think I think in that game, maybe Jared Butler got the most valuable player of the Final Four. But I'm trying to think about that game. Mitchell was awesome. Teague was great in that game. Flagler came in and was knocking down shots. And and obviously Jared was tremendous. So in in terms of who played great for Baylor in that national title game, I'd have to say everybody um, did. Uh, Aaron, is that that Noel performance? Is that about one of the better ones you've ever seen? Yeah, we talked about it on John's show, and that that was my exact comment. I was having trouble remembering a greater individual performance now. There have been some yeah. close and arguably better, but 
they did, they're they not coming to mind right now. I know that. And that's, you know, well, Drew Timmy had a great game last night. Oh, but, yeah. But what Noel did last night was just incredible, especially considering he did it on one ankle. Drew Timmy, yeah, and, and they're saying it was playing at about 85%. And, um, and, and so we'll see how he comes back. Hopefully he'll get some rest on that. That is interesting to hear that. And, um, Aaron, um, that we, at some point we may do this at 420. I do want to hear from Jerome Tang on a weird question that was asked and we might, uh, we'll hold off and, and do that. You mentioned something though, uh, drew Timmy for Gonzaga last night ends up with like 36 points and 13 rebounds. Gonzaga has that game. I mean, it, it literally, Aaron, that was not as well played a game as Michigan State, Kansas State. I mean, both those teams from an offensive standpoint were unbelievable. But for drama's sake, I was on the phone or something real late last night. And so I kind of almost tuned out a little bit because Gonzaga, with about a minute left, was winning basically like 58 to 50 or something like that. They had an eight-point lead with about a minute to go. And while we see comebacks, we you don't normally see anybody overcome something like that. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of watching in, in UCLA, you know, uh, Gonzaga turns the ball over. UCLA gets it. They make a couple of free throws. And, and, and then this lefty for them steps up and hits this monstrous – three and somehow they they not only tie the game but after being down eight with a minute left Aaron they get that thing to where they've got a a a lead in the game and Gonzaga they got like 12 seconds left in the game and you're like I can't believe this what else can happen to Mark Few in Gonzaga, and it was Mick Cronin and that whole gang at uh, um, you know UCLA. Give them credit. I mean, it was just unbelievable the comeback. And of course, you remember what Gonzaga did to them in the Final Four the year Baylor was in at 2021. They hit that shot from like 35 feet to win the game at the buzzer. It was one of the greatest endings to a college uh, NCAA tournament game ever, and. Gonzaga runs the Villanova play from a few years ago. They, there, there's a guy, Aaron. I, I was trying to wonder what he was doing because he looked so like almost lethargic. He, he comes dribbling up the right side of the court, and I'm thinking, man, I, I feel like they should have a little more sense of urgency. And trailing him is that Julian Strother for, uh, for Gonzaga, and and what the guy does, he dribbles up. And and he and he somehow kind of turns around and trailing him as Strother, and he does what's kind of what you'd call a dribble handoff. You see Baylor do this a lot, and and the guy was trailing him, and he hands the ball off, and and kind of you know tries to sh- screen a guy, and Strother pulls that one from Aaron. What would you say? Twenty five feet at least maybe 27 feet, and and he just nails it. He just nails the shot, and with about a second, uh, two seconds left, 
UCLA got a decent shot the other way, but it was a uh, it was a uh, remarkable shot. Now, Aaron, I understand somebody did get our um, our Schmaltz's bonus trivia question of the day, and the um, Aaron, who uh, do you, do we have a name for who got that right? Jared and Hewitt. In Hewitt. All right, Jared and Hewitt. All right, we're excited for Jared. And the na- the um, answer, Aaron, would have been Mark Wade. Mark Wade from UNLV, and I believe the record was 17. Uh, and <clears throat> that would have happened circa 1988. 87 or 88 or something like that. Aaron, I don't know if you have that in front of you. But anyway, Mark Wade, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't think of him. Aaron, on those UNLV teams, you think of Larry Johnson from Dallas. You think of Stacy Augman. And then I think of they had a, they had a, a big man named Armon, Armand Gilliam. Those are the names that come to mind. I don't always think of Mark Wade, but he was the point guard, and I'm pretty sure the guy has like the all-time um, NCAA assist record. Now, who knows? We may find that it's John Stockton instead. But single-game assist record, I believe the record was 17, and now it's been broken by Marquise Noel. All right, a little more final, uh, a little more NCAA tournament talk for you. And then we're also going to get into my visit yesterday. And, and I was accompanied by uh, the, the media there in Waco, John Warner, Tom Barfield, Curtis Quillen, all the regulars. Eric Kelly was out there and uh, some of the Jack, the young Jack from the Internet sites. Uh, there's a, there a good bunch out there doing their thing. Um, let's um, let's uh, talk about Baylor's newest quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. Let's do that next. It is now time for today's Baylor Spring Gridiron Report, brought to you by Barnett Contracting. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, John Morris with today's Baylor Spring Gridiron Report. Today, a look at the quarterbacks who met with the media after yesterday's practice, the second practice of the spring. It is a quarterback competition for sure. The newcomer in the mix is Sawyer Robertson, a 6'4", 210-pound redshirt sophomore. He's a transfer from Mississippi State, originally out of Lubbock Coronado High School, and he talked about the selection of Baylor for his transfer. It was definitely a combination of a lot of, a lot of things. Um, obviously, you know, being, being a long ways from home out there in Mississippi, it's really good to come back um, closer to home. Um, obviously, I grew up in Lubbock, so I've been watching the Big 12 my entire life. And, uh, I mean, Baylor education, it just seemed like the perfect uh, perfect fit. Sawyer Robertson in the mix at quarterback. Of course, Blake Shapin is the returnee, the incumbent quarterback. Shapin heading into his redshirt junior year. And the Shreveport, Louisiana product says competition, nothing new at that position. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been in a quarterback battle almost every year I've been here, so I don't think anything's really new with that. So 
Um, I don't I don't look at it differently. I look at it as an opportunity to grow and get better and and have that mindset to, to keep growing and have someone just pushing me and making me better every single day. So I'm looking to grow off of it. I'm not looking for anything to change in my mindset, only to grow and get better. So as always, a lot of eyes on the quarterback position here in the spring, but will that continue into fall camp? Here is quarterback's coach, Sean Bell. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think that um, you know, it, it, I think competition's always ongoing, right? I think even through this through a season, I think the best the best need to play, and so at any point in time, that, that opportunity presents itself at will. But you know, we're really going day by day right now. I think that we, we had a long conversation before the spring, and then even today in the quarterback room and, and with those guys about how we're handling this competition and the the unity in that room and the connectedness in that room. And it's really fun to see. I remember, like an off season, it's unique. Sawyer's been here a short amount of time, and he's doing a drill, and Blake's cheering for him, right? And and Blake's in today. Sawyer made a great throw. The first person to give him a high five was Blake Shapin, and vice versa. Blake makes a great throw. Sawyer's in the back yelling, great job, Blake. And so we talked about the unity in that room, and it was something that we had in 21 with, with the two guys we had, and so I think, I think that that will carry over into the fall. Former Baylor quarterback, now quarterback's coach, Sean Bell, following yesterday's practice at the Hires Athletic Complex. In addition to Blake Shapin and Sawyer Robertson, there are two other quarterbacks in the room for the Bears. R.J. Martinez is a six-foot, 185-pound junior, a transfer from Northern Arizona, originally out of Austin Westwood High School, and Brayson McHenry is a 5'11", 193-pound redshirt freshman quarterback from Texarkana. And that's today's Baylor Spring Gridiron Report. The Bears back on the field next week. I'm Joan Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Hi, my name is Russ, and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus years, and as an Army combat veteran, I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Four teams have made their way to the Elite Eight Kansas State, Gonzaga, UConn, and Florida Atlantic all won last night. Four more will make their way tonight. Alabama at San Diego State, tip at 5.30. Miami and Houston tip at 6.15. Princeton at Creighton tip at 8 o'clock. And Texas and Xavier tip at 8.45. Women's NCAA Sweet 16 starts tonight. Miami at Villanova. LSU and Utah. Colorado and Iowa. And Ole Miss and Louisville. Two Big 12 teams in the women's NIT tonight. Texas Tech at Arkansas and Kansas State at Washington. Baylor softball tonight at Oklahoma State. 6 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And Baylor baseball also in Oklahoma taking on the Cowboys. First pitch at 6 o'clock and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and I was uh, trying to check. We've got uh, we got some things up and running here. The Utes of Utah are playing uh, LSU in the Sweet Sweet Sixteen, and that game's uh, start. It just got started, and the Tigers and uh, Kim Mulkey uh, are have a six-two lead in that game and then uh, of course the uh, all our games that get going this evening will start up kind of like last night's did at uh, oh about 5 30 okay on that first game and that'll be um, in the uh, S- San Diego State and Alabama will be the first game over on TBS and then starting about 45 minutes after that Miami and and uh, University of Houston will get that will get going, and then the the late games tonight. And I, I love Aaron. I I was trying to think about you know obviously the first Thursday and Friday is really fun because you got so much basketball on, and 
there's just a frenzy and you got your bracket and everything. But I think the people who, like us, who truly have a passion for college basketball, the second weekend's probably a little bit better. Because, now, of course, it'd be better if Baylor was in it. But um, you you get to actually watch these games. And you don't have everything going on at once. And you don't have to, you know, just jump around to everything. I wish they would stagger them even more. Because I want to see all four games. And then, but what, what the kind of cool thing is, Aaron, you can kind of, if you're into the San Diego State-Alabama game, you can kind of stay with it. And then you'll have about, what, 10 minutes left in the second half uh, or 15 minutes left of the Miami-Houston game, and you can watch that. Now, for people like us, because University of Houston is going to be in the Big 12, and we like Kelvin Sampson, Aaron is, like, uh, related to that family, and uh, which is kind of cool. And so, you know, we'll watch probably zero in on that game at 6.15, and uh, that'll be on CBS, of course, um, Jim Nance will be calling that one, and he went to the University of Houston, so that'll be kind of neat. And then um, Princeton and Creighton get going at 8 o'clock, and at 8.45, the late game, that's Xavier and Texas. And, Aaron, I find it interesting, and I brought this up with Mac Rhodes about the predicament that Chris Del Conte is in at University of Texas. He, <clears throat> he's got to make a decision that he thinks is best for the school to have a coach for the next six or seven years. He's had an interim coach take over and do a tremendous job. I think most people would say, just give Rodney Terry the job. I mean, what, what's the deal? What's the holdup here? And yet he hasn't done anything yet. And I don't know what he was going to do. Aaron, now that Texas has made the Sweet 16, and Rodney Terry, who's been a head coach, to, with varying success, and he was at, at Texas with Rick uh, Barnes for a long time, so it's not like he doesn't know the culture and know the school and everything. Aaron, I don't, I don't really think – I think the backlash would be too much on the University of Texas if he didn't hire Rodney Terry. Um, he, no matter what happens tonight in the Sweet 16, if 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 he doesn't hire him after them making this run, Aaron, when's the last time the Longhorns went to the Sweet 16? I mean, you got to go way back. 14 years to, ago. Yeah. I mean. 2008. That, 2008. And I think that was LaMarcus Aldridge and some of those guys. Why does uh, and I'm trying to think maybe I, I'm trying I always try to remember which team like DJ Augustine was on because TJ Ford was on a team earlier than him. Aaron, this will make everybody feel old uh, that follows Texas basketball. TJ Ford, I saw a tweet from him earlier today, and today was his 40th birthday. I mean, like TJ Ford to me should still be a kid, you know, should <laughs> should still be a young Absolutely. guy. Yeah. And so that's just kind of crazy. Uh, TJ Ford turning 40. But I find it interesting. But all this to bring up, I, I, I love talking about college basketball. And Aaron, when I was like a a junior, maybe a sophomore or junior in high school, so around 1990, 
the uh, Xavier and Texas played in, I think it was a Sweet 16 game. And it was it was unreal. And in the second half, Lance Blanks scored 26 points. That was when Texas famously had um, the BMW with Lance Blanks, Travis Mays, and Joey Wright. Aaron, we talked about how great the Baylor guards are, were this year. I mean, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better uh, trio of guards than what Tom Penders had at Texas back then. He also had a player named Benford Williams, who was a really accomplished, great athletic forward on that team. And then the big man on that squad was someone named Panama Myers. Panama was his nickname. I think his real name was Guillermo. But anyway, he Panama had a block to end that game, and that was one of the greatest games we had ever seen up to that point. And that was a Sweet 16 game. I'm pretty sure that was Xavier and University of Texas. And that would have been the year 1990. People out there, text in if you remember watching that one. I watched it. You know, you always remember kind of where you were for certain moments and games. We were over at our uh, basketball coach's house. And he was also one of our FCA leaders, Robert Erger, there in Kaufman. And they would leave us, Robert Erger, and uh, as only could happen to me, Aaron, the uh, coaches that I was really close to <coughs> that were like, you know, just big supporters of mine and were hell-bent even when I was out there struggling to play me a lot in, in high school basketball left before my senior year. All right? And, uh, and then Billy Alexander moved to town. And while I love the guy – uh, let's just say he did not maybe uh, have as uh, big a vision for my athletic success as those guys that <laughs> left did. <laughs> so, Billy, I always remember him calling me in. He had one-on-one -on -one visits with us before the season. And he told me I went from thinking I would, you know, shoot a bunch and perhaps start on the team as Class 4A. Wilmer Hutchins was in our district. This is Cedar Hill and everything. And I remember him, he said, Matt, I, I envision you being uh, someone who takes a lot of charges for us. And I real, I quickly realized his vision was, was a bit different. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, so. <laughs> it's like a, you know, like a JV football being told. True story. Yeah. You know, you'll see, you'll see a lot of action on uh, special teams. That's right. That's right. He, we, it will, uh, but anyway, these things happen, but I do remember that Texas Xavier battle. All right, Aaron, we've got, we've got a moment here. Let's play. I thought this was funny since we're still talking about college and we'll, and, and just don't worry. We'll hear from the new Baylor quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. You heard a little bit of it in, uh, John's spring football report man i like these little reports that we're doing john has about seven of them sports beat spring football report i mean the man does it all 
Uh, you can hear his show every day, 3 o'clock. But we'll hear more from Sawyer Robertson, the new Baylor uh, quarterback, at 5 o'clock. But, Aaron, let let our folks hear last night <coughs> this weird question about the um, – Aaron, now in this response from Jerome, do we have the question that was asked in this audio? Yes. Okay. You'll hear a woman – ask a question and it just is kind of a head scratcher of a question and what you can't see obviously because we're doing radio is jerome who's just in the greatest mood ever and he's up there just smiling and having a great time at the podium his whole face changes and he gives her this crazy look but let's listen to the question and then listen to jerome's answer about what he thinks about Big 12 basketball. So in a world of football, the Big 12 has been trying to brand itself also as a basketball conference. Would you agree that it's a basketball conference? I think we've been a basketball conference. That's, I mean, last four years we've had the number one uh, rating. And, I mean, this year I thought we had ten teams in our league that could play in the NCAA tournament. This is not new. The last two national champions have been from our conference. And, uh, and if it wasn't for COVID, uh, I think it would have been the last three. And, and even if you back up one, uh, Texas Tech losing in overtime, it could have been four in a row. So we've been a basketball We're the best basketball conference in the country. And the coaches in our league are Hall of Famers. And I'm just thankful to be in, even associated with any of them. Um, I think Jerome swatted that question back. Now, I kind of feel bad for her because – she was kind of doing it and asking it in a way to set him up and let him brag on the conference. But it, it the way it came across was kind of like, hey, do you think maybe the Big 12's on to something? And it's like, wait a second. This has been one of the best conferences in the country, if not the best, for the past five to ten years. What are we talking about here? And And, of course, now University of Houston will come in as well. Aaron, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? We focus so much on Houston. I don't know. BYU's pretty good. They're not great, but they're they they make the tournament sometimes. They're they're pretty good. I mean, they. I would say, other than St. Mary's, has been good lately. But BYU's usually the second best team in Gonzaga's conference. Cincinnati over the years has great basketball history. Aaron, I don't know why UCF's not better than it is. You're in Orlando. You've got a huge amount of great basketball players coming out of the state of Florida. I mean, FAU was just the bottom. FAU was a basement school in the uh, Conference USA, and they're going to the Elite Eight now. That I mean that you talk about an up and coming great coach, Aaron. What about that guy, Dusty? What is his name? Dusty something. Dusty Davis. Dusty, man, that dude it can flat out coach, and FAU, which is kind of a. I mean, obviously it's in Boca Raton, so it's in a beautiful part of the country, but bad facilities kind of a nothing school because it doesn't it hadn't been around that long and and all of a sudden they're going to an elite eight 
There's no reason in the world UCF can't play good basketball. But I just, I don't, I can't remember Aaron them being very good uh, in basketball. All right, we're having fun today. Aaron, that went fast. My gosh, all of a sudden I looked up and it was 440. Um, we're, uh, we got to be off the air early today because uh, Derek Smith demanded uh, a pregame show. He said, Mosley, I need you to. I need you to get off the air, and, and uh, Derek uh, Derek will be on at 545 as uh, Baylor gets ready to uh, to uh, take on the Pokes up there in uh, Stillwater, and that'll be interesting. This is the first huge test the Bears have had in the Big 12. They passed their first test against Kansas State, but this is a much tougher test and we'll see how the Bears can hang in there. Again, first pitch is at 6, and you'll hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Let's do some Campus Confidential. Let's do it next. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball opening Big 12 conference play this weekend in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Cowgirls. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Pre-owned anniversary sale savings right now at the 24th anniversary sale at Richard Car Motors. Qualified buyers can get a 2014 Cadillac CTS sedan for only $196 a month or a 2019 Buick Convention for only $311 a month or drive off in a 2017 GMC Sierra 1500 SLT Crew Cab for only $392 a month. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for 24th anniversary savings at Richard Car. At Richard Car, we give you more. for qualified buyers at 5.49% for 72 months with $5,000 down cash or trade. TTL Extra. See dealer for details. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select L-Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. 
With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so... Why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Four teams have made their way to the Elite Eight. Kansas State, Gonzaga, UConn, and Florida Atlantic all won last night. Four more will make their way tonight. Alabama at San Diego State, tip at 5.30. Miami and Houston tip at 6.15. Princeton at Creighton tip at 8 o'clock. And Texas and Xavier tip at 8.45. Women's NCAA Sweet 16 starts tonight. Miami at Villanova. LSU and Utah. Colorado and Iowa. And Ole Miss in Louisville. Two Big 12 teams in the women's NIT tonight. Texas Tech at Arkansas and Kansas State at Washington. Baylor softball tonight at Oklahoma State. 6 o'clock first pitch and you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And Baylor baseball also in Oklahoma taking on the Cowboys. First pitch at 6 o'clock and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and I'm joined by Aaron Sexton, a child of McLennan County and a man who uh, matriculated right over there at MCC. And he's ready now to take over and take us through the world of college athletics and um, we've got a lot going on right now especially with this NCAA basketball tournament both men and women what do you have for us today Aaron as you said both the men and women in action in the sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament today we'll start on the men's side game one coming up in a little less than 45 minutes a 5:30 tip on TBS for Number one overall seed, Alabama, as they take on fifth-seeded San Diego State. Game two features Houston against Miami. That's at 6.15 on CBS, a one versus a five. At 8 o'clock on TBS, the sixth-seed Creighton takes on this year's Cinderella team, or one of them, actually. I guess FAU would be considered Cinderella, too. But 15th-seeded Princeton in the Sweet 16 matchup with Creighton. That's at 8 o'clock on TBS. And then the nightcap, number two, uh, second seed of Texas against the three seed Xavier. That's 8.45 on CBS tonight. All right, Aaron, if you had to rank those games, I bet you would put Houston one, then Texas Xavier two. Three, um, I would say 
maybe that um, maybe that Princeton game, and then the fourth one, Alabama. Is that pretty close to what you would do? Are we ranking in order of how good I think most, they'll be? In, most most interested in watching. Oh, most interested. Yeah, um, I would put Alabama, San Diego State third, and Creighton, Princeton would probably be last. Uh, you got the first two right: Houston, Miami then Texas and Xavier. I just don't think that Princeton's going to give Creighton a game. I think Creighton beats them by about 20. And I know well, Princeton's played pretty very well, obviously, yeah. to get to the Sweet 16. But I think uh, I think Cinderella's slipper breaks a heel or whatever tonight. So we'll see. You know, I, um, I kind of think that I, – I, I honestly think Princeton – is just a tremendous rebounding team, and I I think they could push Creighton a little bit. But you do, when your alma mater or the team you root for, like the Bears, get beat by Creighton, and Creighton hit them with a haymaker. Uh, you, uh, you just, it's just hard to... Um, not, I, I kind of want Creighton to go on and do well. I mean, I, I, that's what Scott Drew was saying, and I kind of understand that. Um, you know, I saw a story, Aaron, I don't know if I mentioned this on the air the other day, about the basketballs that they use in the tournament. And somebody was talking about, and I, I can't remember if it was Mark Few. Mark Few. Few. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I just cannot even believe that, you would get into that level of a tournament and that they would break out. And what he's saying is the basketballs they're using are like way inflated and new and slick. And it's responsible for, at least in some games, you know, maybe some lower shooting percentages out there. And I again, Baylor just got beat. Okay, Creighton and Baylor had to use the same basketball, but that's really rough, man. When you go out there and you have some of the greatest three-point shooters in the country, and you see the Bears in the first half go two for fifteen, say, "Well, Creighton played good defense." Eh, maybe some of it was just with those open looks, and they were missing stuff. That's a bad look by the. I mean. How could you get to this level and and have those kind of basketballs? And I'm glad Mark Few brought some attention to that. I'm, I'm amazed that they would let something like that happen. On the women's side, one game already in the books. Miami held off a furious late rally from Villanova, and they hold on to win 70-65. to Miami, the nine seed, beating Villanova the four seed in the women's Sweet 16. Villanova was down by 22 at one point and came back to tie that game with less than two minutes left, but Miami did hold on for the win. The second game of the day is already in action. It features second-seeded Utah against the third-seeded LSU Tigers and Kim Mulkey. That game with about eight minutes left in the second quarter Utah with a 1918 lead over LSU that game is on ESPN the next game at 6:30 features second seeded Iowa against Colorado and then the night game at nine o'clock Louisville takes on Ole Miss five seed versus an eight.
All right. Um, I, uh, Aaron, I did a deep dive, and, uh, and I, of course, I am kind of keeping one eye on that, um, that, L- that LSU game. That is very, very interesting as they take on Utah right now. But back to the men's side, Aaron, and uh, okay, uh, I I did a deep dive on, like, FAU, like, because they only had three losses all season. And I was like, who beat them? Unbelievably, Aaron, if you go back early, early in their season, they dropped one to Ole Miss, to a bad Ole Miss team. They then beat Florida, a pretty decent SEC team, and then proceeded just to obliterate people. Now, during this deep dive, and don't ask me why I ended up doing this, part of it's because Jerome Tang was talking about that COVID season when the when the games got cut off, Aaron, in 2000, was that the 2019-20 season, I guess it was? And that that was, I, and I could not believe, and of course the Bears were going to be a number one seed, Kansas is going to be a number one seed. Aaron, that season... I'd kind of forgotten this. Baylor won after like an early loss to, I don't know, it was a weird loss. It, I mean, it was a decent team, but I just can't, I can't remember. They, it may be like in a tournament or something. They, they did lose a the game. They won like 20 straight. Aaron, that season, I mean, it's just wild to look back on it. Now, they finally, late in the season, stumbled, if you'll recall. They beat Tech at home, and then they lost on the road to TCU, which was a major upset, and then they lost at home to Kansas, and then they finished out the season and lost to West Virginia. Aaron, those three losses caused them to go 15-3 and in conference. I mean, think <laughs> about that. They began, They started that season fifteen and zero. Now, part of it was at some point in there, and again, this happened to them. Even the year they won the national title, they had one part of the season where they stumbled a little bit because several guys got COVID, and then they came back and they got on a roll, and the rest is history. But Aaron, there, there was a. I mean, if you think about it. That season that got interrupted, Baylor or Kansas both had great shots to win the national title. Baylor wins it the next year. Kansas wins it the next year. I mean, in in theory, Baylor would have been, because you remember the NCAA or somebody did that exercise where they seeded people, even though we didn't get to see that tournament. Baylor had, if you count that year, Three straight number one seeds. I mean, that is blue blood stuff. I mean, I don't know if we quite, even with the national title, I don't know if we're truly considered blue blood, but I I think we're knocking on the door. Gonzaga is a blue blood. I mean, you're you're a blue blood if you go to the uh, if you go to the Sweet Sixteen eight straight times. That is the definition of a blue blood. And they've now been doing this for about 20 years. Aaron, I mean, think about it. The We see all these commercials here recently that Adam Morrison's in. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. The guy who was famously crying at the end of one of those games. I mean, that's that's back to probably the either the 
the latter days of whoever preceded Mark Few or, or like the first couple of years of Mark Few when you go all the way back to that guy. And uh, that is going way, way back. And by the way, Aaron, um, I just called it up on my phone. Utah has jumped out to a 25-18 to 18 lead over the mighty LSU Tigers. And Angel Reese just left this game. She's the star post player for, uh, for LSU. So that's certainly something to, to keep our eye on. Number seven seed Michigan State season ended in that overtime thriller last night where they lost to Kansas State. And after the game, Tom Izzo with some, well, kind of ungracious comments about the game itself. That doesn't rip your heart out, Coach. I don't know what will. Walk me through that last minute. Yeah, I'm so proud of these guys for a lot of reasons. I mean, give them credit, but, I mean, they banked in two shot clock threes. There were... And they made some big plays, but some of those plays weren't big plays. They were lucky plays. And and I didn't think we played our best. I think some of it was them. I think some of it was us. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. No, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I just I, – I was shocked that, you know, Coach Izzo is Hall of Famer and, and pretty nationally beloved. Um, I was just really shocked by the comments after the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you though, I and I don't I think he's respected. I that's interesting. Um yeah, I don't know. I I I don't maybe he is beloved. I would just say that he and Coach K and people of that ilk, maybe even Roy do have some thin skin at times. And I've seen him kind of go off in news conferences and all. And the reason he says something a little bit like that is he got embarrassed. Now, again, his team played beautifully on offense. And so certainly not in that respect. But he's a prideful guy. And over the years, Michigan State has been known to play some pretty good defense. And a little five seven guy sliced and diced them, but there's nothing getting lucky about anything. They came down the court at it, it, it the the most important time of that game in overtime, and Jerome Tang and Marquise Noel just just kind of outfoxed them. They pulled off that play, Aaron. I can't even believe we didn't even I, maybe we did bring it up earlier, but. How funny was that? Where Marquise Noel and Jerome yes. pretended to be arguing with each other, and then Marquise just at a at a moment's notice, when when Jerome started walking away, tossed the ball up, and and Keontae Johnson caught it and did a reverse jam. I mean, it, it's it's remarkable. So I. That 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 was one of the worst. And I heard from Doug Gottlieb last night. I was listening to him on Westwood One, and then I was texting with him. And the way he and he's on Fox. People I think know that he's on Fox Sports Radio. <coughs> he was going crazy on the fact that how bad the game plan was 
to try to stop Marquise Noel, that Michigan State wasn't more prepared than they were. So very, very interesting stuff last night. Aaron, anything else, or we need to get rolling here for the five? One more real quick. Bowling Green mm-hmm. State University Police have charged Memphis women's basketball player Jamira Schutz with assault today after opening an investigation into an incident last night following the Tigers' Tigers WNIT loss during the handshake line, which has seen a few problems in the postseason. Shoots stopped to exchange words with Bowling Green's Alyssa Brett. As Brett walked away, Shoots struck her in the head and Brett fell to the ground. She was on the floor for several moments before teammates helped her up. And now, after reviewing it, the Bowling Green police have decided to charge her with assault. Wow. The Bowling Green Police. Uh, yeah, I, I got to look into this. I mean, the WNIT does not normally, uh, Aaron, that's really unfortunate because it's like probably doesn't get much attention, and now it's going to only get attention because uh, somebody got punched after a game. I, I do think sometimes, Aaron, you, you, you know, we, we sometimes think, what's well, heat of the moment, you know, there was a punch one time in a game, and I think Brittany Griner was involved. But, of course, that was on the court of play, and that's one thing. But when, when, you, when you're off the court and you're in a handshake line and you sucker punch somebody. Now, I haven't seen it. Aaron, have you watched this to see how bad a punch it is? It's hard. To, the video I saw was kind of from far away, so it was kind of hard to tell. She kind of punched there were people in the way of the contact. Yeah. So it's, right. it's really hard I, to tell from the video I saw. I do think, man, you, you, got, you could get thrown into jail when you do stuff like post-game, especially if you sucker punch somebody, uh, and that's what this sounds like. So very interesting story. All right, good stuff, Aaron. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. A reminder, Baylor Baseball – First Big 12 Road Series of the year comes to you. That's going to be at uh, 6 o'clock this evening. Pre-game will start up at 545. And we will, uh, we will say goodnight, but we will, uh, we will have a uh, uh, next. I want to do this, and I've been excited about this. I want to let you hear from both Blake Shapin, the incumbent starting quarterback for the Bears, and the man who has transferred in to uh, challenge him, and that is Sawyer Robertson. You'll hear from both quarterbacks. We'll do that next. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers. Only see dealer for details. Richard Carr's lot is loaded with new GMC Sierra trucks, and they have got to go. A hardcore work truck with a luxury interior. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road. Right now, step up to a premium-grade Sierra SLT crew cab and save thousands, or get to 2.9% financing with no payments for 90 days on most Sierra 1500s in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home your GMC Sierra from Richard Carr today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. 
La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Maya Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. And uh, a reminder that Richard Carr, you know Richard Carr Motors, my goodness, right out there on Highway 6. Just kind of go out there, turn around on, uh, uh, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's right out there near 84 and 6, and it's been there for years. And the 24th anniversary sales event going on now, big savings on pre-owned cars and trucks, special savings on GMC Sierra and Buick Envision SUVs. And those Buick Envisions, 
man, they've been getting a lot of play during this NCAA tournament. It's a really good-looking vehicle. Um, and if you want a luxury SUV without the luxury price, you can experience the smooth and quiet ride of the 2023 Buick Envision. Qualified buyers can get lease payments with $5,000 down cash or trade at $269 per month or save thousands on a purchase. And uh, also a lot of uh, uh, the lot full of quality pre-owned cars and trucks in stock with many under $20,000. Very affordable. Richard Carr has quality vehicles ready to drive today. All right. Appreciate you, Richard. Commitment to uh, Baylor basketball. In fact, he went with Nikki Collin on one of those trips um, you know, later in the season. And uh, Mr. Carr has just been a huge supporter. And his nephew, Roy, just the whole family over there, Richard Goff, Great people, and appreciate them so much being associated with us. It's a Matt Mosley show. It is ESPN Central Texas, and we've been promising this to you. Um, this was a opportunity yesterday. Some of us had to uh, meet after spring football. For the first time, we got to meet and speak with Baylor's new quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. He's been brought in in the transfer portal from Mississippi State. Um the thought is that he will battle for the starting job with Blake Shapen. Blake Shapen has an obvious advantage of having a full season under his belt, plus the previous year when he came in and, and was so solid in relief for Gary Bohannon, and, and he was so good in the spring that he ended up winning the job. And then last year was a very up-and-down year for the Bears as they finished the year 6-7. and seven. So, a lot riding on this competition, a tremendous amount of interest. And wanted to let you hear, this was our first encounter uh, with with uh, Sawyer Robertson. And I'll just tell you, as you get ready to listen to this, that Sawyer is really a tall dude. I mean, he's 6'3", going on 6'4". Got great size and length certainly uses that to his advantage, is, is uh, as Sean Bell talked about, kind of sneaky athletic, sneaky fast, so can move around. And, and I think from being in the air raid under Mike Leach at Mississippi State, he was excited to come into an offense that he thinks might have a little bit more under center, a little more pro style in some ways. And, of course, to work with Jeff Grimes, Baylor's uh, highly respected offensive coordinator, and then uh, Sean Bell, the quarterback's coach. Let's hear from Sawyer Robertson, Baylor's uh, transfer quarterback from Mississippi State by way of Lubbock Coronado High School. Your second day of practice, uh, how do you feel like things are going? And you uh, feel like you're in a group yet? Or? Um, I don't really know about the whole groove thing, but uh, it's definitely good to be back out on the football field, you know, especially after a long um, winter workout. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be back out on the football field with my teammates. They obviously you're competing against a returning starter. Uh, what's that like, and what do you feel like you know, can kind of bring that to each other? 
Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, competition breeds excellence, and Blake's been really helpful throughout the whole process. I mean, when I first got here, he was one of the first guys that talked to me. Um, he's been helping me with the offense the entire time, so it's just been really good, and uh, I'm thankful that he's been he's been there, um, kind of helping me throughout the whole thing, learning new offense. Dave talked about you being a good leader. How difficult is that coming to a new place and trying to be a leader? Um, I would say, I mean, like, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, something you, you try to, like, you don't, you can't come, it's basically, you gotta, you gotta kind of roll with the punches, um, and just be yourself. It's not a, it's not, I'm gonna do this on this day, I'm gonna do this the next day, so that it's just, you, you just gotta be yourself, and, um, you know, I'm just, I just enjoy spending time with my teammates, so. What, what was it about this program and the situation that you decided um, it was definitely a combination of a lot of a lot of things. Um, obviously, you know, being being a long ways from home out there in Mississippi, it's really good to come back um, closer to home. Um, obviously, I grew up in Lubbock, so I've been watching the Big 12 my entire life. And uh, I mean, Baylor education—it just seemed like the perfect uh, perfect fit. So you're in a world where you've probably been on other FBS schools and have a job kind of set up at this point. Um, I would say that it's just it's just competition. I, I like to I like to compete. Um, I guess I guess I wasn't really looking for a place that was like you can walk in and be the guy day one. Um, and so obviously, you know, I chose to come here because I felt like. Uh, I would develop as a quarterback, and I'd be leaving here the best um, quarterback possible, no matter um, no matter the timeline on on when I actually get to play or not. What's that adjustment like going from kind of a true air raid to more of a variation of the of an outside zone? It's definitely different. It's definitely different. Just having to learn having to learn new things, kind of kind of on the run. You know, you didn't get a whole lot of time to do it, but. Uh, it's it's been good, and I think it's really good for uh, the for my development. So I've I've really enjoyed it. What was the biggest thing you learned from Coach Leach being around that program? Um, I, it was awesome. I was able to learn a lot of things from Coach Leach. I'd say the biggest one um, really doesn't have anything to do with football. It's to just be yourself and not care what other people think about you. Because at the end of the day, if you try to please everybody, it's not going to happen, and then you're going to hold it against yourself. And so, I, and I learned that because he he lived that life. You know, he uh, he was unapologetically himself, and uh, I'm really thankful that I got to witness that. And now I can try to do my, try to do the same thing. What's your thoughts on this set of receivers? What are you, what are you seeing from those guys? Really talented, really talented, and I mean, just good dudes to be around. That's what you want in a team. Great, great locker room, great leadership in that group, um, and it's been really fun working with them. What's been your impression of not only Coach Aranda but also Coach Sean Bell as well? Both. I mean, this is outside of football, 100%. Just both stand-up dudes. I mean, like you don't. You don't find better people, um, and that has nothing to do with coaching. That has nothing to do with football. Just if you met them out on the street one day, I mean, they're they're just awesome, awesome guys, and I mean, almost like father figures, you know. You're in the film room pretty early. Coach Ramsey says, "Is that kind of a daily thing for you?" Uh, I try to, yes, or every day, but uh, 
it works well with my schedule. I mean, like obviously with class, practice in the afternoon and all that. Um, you just gotta you just gotta make time for it, and so it works it works well for me to do it early in the morning. Until what five thirty or six? Yes, sir, around there. All right, that was me trying to determine what time the young uh, Robertson Sawyer Robertson makes it in there for some film study. Um, Aaron, that does not sounds like he's kind of the opposite of us. We might do some film study late, late at night, but five thirty or six. Um, a, lot, a lot of times, you know. Now, some I noticed when uh, Sonny Dykes got to TCU, he changed the workout times from all those years where they with Patterson it was the afternoons. He had them in there working out at like five thirty or six, and I think it's um, I think that's a great sign. That Sawyer Robertson. Now, part of it is he's got to get up to speed. If he wants to win this job, he he knows that he has to learn the offense and has to spend more time with it. And uh, Dave Aranda mentioned it, and the coaches seem it seems to stand out about him. And I I think everything I heard, he just seemed. And and Tom and I were talking about this last night. Uh, Tom Barfield, the uh, esteemed program director here at. Uh, here at ESP in Central Texas and part of that morning show, the Game Time program. But the, I mean, he, he this guy is not a, I mean, and he may end up being like a gunslinger type guy on the field, but just comes across as extremely mature. And even that answer he gave about, Mike Leach, I just thought it was interesting that at a young age, I think he picked up on what made Leach so unique. And as Sawyer put it, he was unapologetically himself. And uh, and I thought that was kind of a nice, thought that was kind of a nice way of uh, of phrasing that. All right, Aaron, let's. Um, this is a little bit. Uh, uh, it's not quite as long as Sawyer's. Let's let here folks hear just a little bit of what Blake Shapin had to say, and I'll preface this with with the following. You know, Blake has always been stand up guy and and willing to come in there. I wish the quarterback, much like the NFL, I'd like to hear from the quarterback after every game because they have such an enormous impact on the game, win or lose. Baylor doesn't do it that way, and that's okay. That's okay. People, different um, leagues and different teams, uh, schools do it differently. But um, I I found him to be really, like, engaging, and there, there was a little different air about him. And sometimes I ask myself, okay, are you reading too much into it? But the, the whole, the whole uh, theme – with with Blake Baylor's starter last year has been confidence confidence he's 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 more confident in front of the team he's more confident in the huddle and I think that's all a good sign I think probably we were all a little bit too hard on him a guy that was getting his first season as the starter I I think sometimes we expected him to behave and and play like a veteran when he truly wasn't a real veteran quarterback. And so I was anxious to hear what he would sound like. I will just say he do, there is something different 
about him. Let's hear a little bit from Blake Shapin. Second day of practice, uh, how are things going for you and the team? Going good. Um, it's been nice to get back out here and, and throw the ball around and uh, be actually or do actual football instead of you know off-season workouts, which off-season was good for us as a team and a unit. So um, being able to get back out there with the team and, and work through the, the small things and the little details that we need to work through, it's, it's good to finally be back out here doing that. I guess you've gone Sawyer for a little bit now. Uh, what's it like this competing against uh, it's awesome. Um, I think competition makes me better. I think it makes him better um, to have two guys in the room that are, you know, good quarterbacks and, and that care about the game um, mentally and uh, physically. So for him to be in the room only adds a lot of depth to our room and only pushes me to be better. Blake, how do you keep your confidence high when you go through the quarterback competition last spring? When soon probably you're going to be the starter for multiple years and now you're in a quarterback competition once again. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been in a quarterback battle almost every year I've been here, so I don't think anything's really new with that. So um, I don't, I don't look at it differently. I look at it as an opportunity to grow and get better, and and have that mindset to to keep growing and have someone just pushing me and, and making me better every single day. So I'm looking to grow off of it. I'm not looking for anything to change in my mindset. I'm to grow and get better. Is there any particular thing that you feel like you need to work on, or you're going to work on this spring? Yeah, I feel like there's always things that I need to work on. And get better at no matter you know if we went one ten games last year there's always gonna be something that I could get better at as a, as a leader as a teammate um, and as a player so um, I think mentally I can get better I can you know prepare all you can always prepare more um, than you did so I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna work on my footwork and, and all the little things that go into being a, a good quarterback so the biggest takeaway looking back at last season having time to process all that what's the biggest thing you've kind of learned looking back at last season you know i feel like um I failed probably at being a better leader than I should have last year. Um, I should have been a little bit more vocal than I probably was, and so now I've taken um, trying to take that step forward to be a more vocal leader and uh, to be a, to just inspire everyone around me too. Um, to come out every single day with my head up, going as hard as I can, um, and hopefully get some people to fall in line with that. And so, you know, I'm working on being a better leader and just inspiring others around me. You know, I. I kind of thought, Aaron, that echoed something we heard from Dave Aranda. Um, I, and I, 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 I think a sign of a leader is when you can admit when you're wrong or that you maybe didn't approach something the right way. I think, I think Blake, as, as you'll hear from Sean Bell here in a second, one of the things that can be a good thing can also be a bad thing. He's extremely hard on himself. So he does hold himself to a high standard. That's all good, but you can't just like constantly be beating yourself up or or linger on that. And uh, I I mean to come right out and say he thinks he failed as a leader, that doesn't seem like coached or doesn't strike me as disingenuous or anything like that. It strikes me as a guy who kind of looked in the mirror and felt like. He didn't quite measure up last season. And, again, we'll, we'll see what the results are on the field. But I, I don't know how you, as a Baylor fan, um, you can't hear that and feel encouraged. And I think Blake Shapin, uh, I think that was uh, uh, an encouraging session that we had for him. 
Now we got to be we got to watch our time here because we got Baylor baseball coming up. Aaron, let's listen to a little bit while we have a little time here. Let's listen to the quarterbacks coach Sean Bell and. Sean is going to be in the room with these guys every day. He'll have a big say in who win, you know, who wins this job. As obviously, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes will, as well as Dave Aranda. Let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, of what Sean Bell, the Baylor quarterbacks coach, had to say. Sean, uh, got another quarterback competition. Is this one a little different at all with Sawyer just coming in? Or? No, I don't think so. I think every every year is going to be a competition, right? I think at every position, you know, Coach Randa set a stage in this program that the best players are always going to play. And so I think as a as a player in this program, you want that. I think you want to compete. You want to attack every day and, and do that. And so I think it's just like every other year. You know, Blake does a, has the advantage of being here longer, but Sawyer come in and and uh, has given everything he's got, and it's been it's been a fun start. And what do you see from Sawyer? Uh, just, I mean, first off, it starts with, with the character. And I think it's the quarterback position, the intangibles that he brings are, are 10 out of 10. And I think that's what you look for in the position. He's got this leadership ability that's second to none and just, just kind of brightens the room. And, and I think the second thing would be the desire to learn. And, I've never, you know, for him to be here in completely different offense and a completely different system and, and asking him to do things he's never done before, he's, he's dove into it and he knows that's where, you know, the, the learning curve is going to be. And he's been attacking it every day. And, you know, third, I think, you know, he's a, he's, he's, he brings a lot of things to the table. He's, he's, he's sneaky athletic. Um, I think he's able to escape and do things that people don't know about him. And uh, it's just a joy to be around. Coach, in the world of the transfer portal, where you've probably got a bunch of starting quarterbacks that you can go get, how do you evaluate and why do you end up picking a guy who maybe didn't have many snaps that you could evaluate beyond high school? Well, I think it all starts with a fit, right? I think as you look, you're looking to bring somebody in, it's not all about you know how many yards they threw for, or how many you know wins they had. It's really a fit for the program, and I think Sawyer, Sawyer matched that. You saw the potential. You may not have had the opportunities um, that other people had and had the reps that other people had, but you see it from his high school film and. Obviously, as a coach, you're calling people from that, that know him through high school and then at the college level and see how his development's been. And you're doing all the investigating you need. And I think that, you know, through that, we found the right guy for this program. And I think it starts there. All right. That is an interesting. Eric Kelly was, was asking that. Sometimes you want to go find somebody that's a little more established than a Sawyer Robertson. What Baylor seemed to value more than that, at least in this period, maybe they just didn't find the right guy that had some starts under his belt. Um, I mean, think about the guy from Wake Forest who's been an incredible quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in college football, and he transferred. I mean, I, I would imagine everybody would want somebody like that. But in this case, they had to project. And uh, something that, that – uh, we didn't get to hear there is I asked him about, did he ever recruit him? And he said, yeah. And they all, Baylor kind of went after him. And about two days after that, Sawyer committed to Mississippi State. So they, they got on him, and he'd already kind of made up his mind. But Baylor did have an interest even when he was a high school quarterback going back. All right, it is time for the dismount. we got to say goodnight a little early because we have – Baylor baseball coming up against Oklahoma State. The dismount is next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I'm 
Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. It is a very busy weekend in the spring here in Baylor Athletics. We'll look ahead at the weekend, including Baylor Track and Field hosting the newly christened Clyde Hart Classic. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, March 30th for our next Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Our guest, Michael Woodson from Baylor Men's Tennis and Acrobatics and Tumbling Head Coach Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. It is a busy weekend here in the spring in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor Equestrian at the Big 12 Championships matched against top seed Oklahoma State beginning this morning at 10. Women's tennis in action at home twice this weekend. Tonight at 6 versus West Virginia. Sunday afternoon at noon versus Iowa State. Baylor baseball and softball both on the road this weekend, both in Stillwater. The baseball Bears taking on the Cowboys beginning at 6 tonight. The softball Bears taking on the Cowgirls beginning at 6 tonight, also in Stillwater. And Baylor track and field hosting the Clyde Hart Classic beginning today and running through tomorrow at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. This is what was formerly known as the Baylor Invitational with an outstanding field, says track and field head coach Michael Ford. Well, we have uh, we have TCU from um, down in Fort Worth. We have UTA. We have uh, who else? Oklahoma State's coming. Uh, we have Grambling State. We have uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, I'm trying to think who else is coming mm-hmm. to the meet, but it's a it's a it's a quality meet, mm-hmm. and actually we have some schools from up north, so we got Michigan State, and then we also have Minnesota. So we're looking forward to them to get some warmer weather, yeah. and um, so we're we're praying that we can give them some warmer weather to get some marks in for uh, to qualify for their conference championships and their also regionals. Michael Ford and Baylor Track and Field hosting the Clyde Hart Classic today and tomorrow at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium on the banks of the Brazos. Also, top-ranked and undefeated Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling back in action on Saturday at 5 in the Farrell Center hosting Quinnipiac. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great and safe weekend. More Monday. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. 
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal windows central texas.com that's universal windows central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct Exclusive one carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Ready to score? Switch checking accounts to earn 4% APY at First Central Credit Union. It's a full-court press with First Central's free Casasa checking that pays 4% APY and refunds all your ATM fees with a savings account combo that earns you money. This season, ask for Casasa checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Make the switch. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Get your wings now at Fazoli's. Visit Fazoli's today for irresistible, crispy, craveable wings. Start with traditional or boneless wings tossed in your choice of signature sauces. Savory, sweet, or spicy. Served with your choice of creamy blue cheese or ranch for dipping. Indulge in an order of crispy, saucy wings or add them to your favorite Fazoli's dish today. Dine-in, drive through or delivery only at Fazoli's where everything's better with wings. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary by location. Fazoli's and logo are federally registered trademarks of Fazoli System Management, LLC. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Four teams have made their way to the Elite Eight Kansas State, Gonzaga, UConn, and Florida Atlantic all won last night. Four more will make their way tonight. Alabama at San Diego State, tip at 5.30. Miami and Houston tip at 6.15. Princeton at Creighton tip at 8 o'clock. And Texas and Xavier tip at 8.45. Women's NCAA Sweet 16 starts tonight. Miami at Villanova. LSU and Utah. Colorado and Iowa. And Ole Miss and Louisville. Two Big 12 teams in the women's NIT tonight. Texas Tech at Arkansas. And Kansas State at Washington. Baylor softball tonight at Oklahoma State. 6 o'clock first pitch. And you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And Baylor baseball also in Oklahoma taking on the Cowboys. First pitch at 6 o'clock. And you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is the Dismount. We're off a little early because we've got Baylor baseball on the program tonight, 545, the pregame. Derek will have the call, of course. And looking at the lineup tonight, uh, Kobe Branch, shortstop, will be leading off Hunter Toplansky over there at third base uh, in the two-hole. Third, Hunter Simmons in left field. Gavin Brzezowski uh, is batting cleanup. Cole Posey in the five-hole, the uh, second baseman, and so on. And uh, it is um, Blake Helton. Is that how uh, Derek gives the lineup, Aaron, you think, before games and so on? (laughs) I think that's a a good way to do it. Um, Blake Helton. All right, let's get this thing done, Blake. Seems like Friday nights have been a bit of a challenge this year. Blake needs to go out there. Obviously, he's been in the program for quite a few years now, has a ton of talent. Let's see what he can do tonight. Let's go out there and grab one in that first game of the, the uh, of the series against those pokes. And, of course, softball is out there against a great Cowgirls team. And uh, uh, Glenn needs to go get win number 1,001. He's already had his thousandth win. Let's don't make us wait too long, Glenn. Go out there and get a win tonight for Baylor softball. All right, everybody had a uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you to Monday uh, at 4 o'clock. Thanks, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check. Big 12.